Telling all fans of comic book TVs and more, it's the Comic Con you've been waiting for. Connecticut's number one Comic Con, Terrific Con, returns to the Mohegan Sun this August 17th to the 19th. Come out and meet your favorite comic book artists and writers in the all-new Mohegan Sun Expo Center, the largest in all New England. Plus, Terrificon has your favorite movie and TV stars like Lou Ferrigno, Henry Winkler, Ralph Macchio, and many more, all at Terrificon. It's more than just a Comic-Con. It's a Terrificon with cosplay, live music, panels, and more. All at Terrificon at Mohegan Sun. It's three full days of Comic-Con action only at Terrificon this August 17th to the 19th. Remember, all kids 10 and under getting free with a paying adult. There's a lot of Comic-Cons out there, but there's only one Terrificon. Be there on August 17th to the 19th for Connecticut's number one Comic-Con only at the Mohegan Sun. For more information, Visit us at www.terrificcon.com. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 208 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Stoop kids afraid to leave is stoop. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. Cash rules everything around me. Cream get the money. Dr. Dr. Bill, y'all. Shout out, shout out to uh, not another nerdy podcast. The most doctor of bills. <laughs> and <laughs> you, the listener, are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week we've got some nerdy news to discuss. And then we're going to talk all about the first few episodes of the newest TV series on Hulu, Castle Rock. It's kind of like Schoolhouse Rock, but it's a whole castle. Um <laughs> Before we get into that, how's everybody doing this week, Aubrey? How is it stopping games this week? Uh, <laughs> That's know, all you have to say. Don't need to go further. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. That's how I'll leave it. And, you know, the area that I've been moved to is just like Pittsfield. Oof. Oh, so you should feel right at home. I yeah. unfortunately do. <laughs> <laughs> have any people in... Wife beaters tucked into Zubaz American flag pants come into the store. Pretty much, yeah. Backwards hats, do rags underneath the backwards hats. Um, one of my key holders told me yesterday that he has watched somebody get shot out in our front parking lot. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, it's good. It's like being at home. <laughs> Great. Uh, how about you, Mark? How are you today? Uh, I'm okay. Uh, I would be even better if Movie Pass would get their shit together. And uh, <laughs> I got some. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. You're talking about Movie Pass. Hold yeah. on. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I went to use my Movie Pass, and the card was declined. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. So did I. Uh, Try to get in touch with customer service. No dice. 
tried to uncheck out of the movie because I, I was already checked into it. No dice. The app wasn't acting right. So, uh, yeah, I guess MoviePass ran out of money, which we knew this day would happen. We knew this day would come. So uh, I'm not too surprised, but it did kind of suck. I had to, like, take money out of my pocket and to pay for a movie like a normal like a normal person. Like a pleb. Like a pleb. Exactly. I mean, it was fine because the movie was dope. So, you know, I don't mind giving away my money for that. But I don't know. It, I, it, I got to tell you, Mark, I've been reading online. And as we record this, I, I don't think uh, MoviePass is going to make it to the end of the week. So, <laughs> you know, it, I wouldn't be surprised. And that's all right. It's a good run. I got a fucking two handful of movie stubs that I've taken advantage of over these past like seven months or so. So, uh, you know, it's fine. You know, it had a good run. But uh, I, I just wish that they would, you know, officially say, okay, it's it's done. We're over. Instead of playing a guessing game of, am I going to get to use this card today? Do I have to, you know, use cash? What's going to happen? So, you know, get, get your shit together, movie pass. But other than that, my week has been great. Well, I mean, their stock is worth nine cents right now. So <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I don't know how much shit they have to get together. I thought it went up to about <laughs> two bucks. I thought. No. Nope. Nope. Damn. It's back down. <laughs> it's back down again. In all honesty, Mark, I feel your pain because um, GameStop, and by the time this releases, this news will have already dropped, so I'm not really sharing anything that hasn't been revealed. Um, their Elite Pro cards, which were twenty nine ninety nine for the year, you got like 20% off of pre-owned games and accessories, stuff like that. Yep. They are ending that program and just sticking with the Pro cards because it financially just wasn't a feasible program. Wow. Breaking news on So Wizard Podcast. (laughs) So by the time this drops, it will be well known um, as that announcement is being made in two days. So So is there going to be a lot of upset GameStop people who have this card? Because I'm not familiar with the program at all. So, well, so they're keeping the regular. There's there was two tier. There's three tiers, essentially. There's a free one. And then there's a. One that's fourteen ninety nine, and then there's one that's twenty nine ninety nine, and they're ending the twenty nine ninety nine program. And th- all they're doing, they're actually handling it pretty good because they're letting the people who have that membership keep it until it expires, um, so they can continue reaping the benefits of it. That's cool. And then when they go to renew it, they're pushing them down to the the middle tier, which was only ten percent. Yeah. All right, that's, this program's that's fair. only been running for a year anyway, so it's not the end of the world. It's already broke on Reddit, so you're safe. Yeah, yeah, it, it <laughs> broke on Reddit right as they announced it to the district managers and everything, and then the district managers got the okay to tell us today, and then in two days, the rest of the world will know that it is actually true. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. That'll be fun for you to deal with, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. It's like, okay. I don't care anymore. I could just see Aubrey like it's like the end of uh, the first Terminator. Aubrey's just driving into the storm, the oncoming big cloud of a uh, storm that's heading her way. This round of employment with GameStop is a little. I've gotten to the point where I don't care. I mean, I care. I care about my customers, and I care about giving them good customer service. But when somebody's yelling at me, it just goes right through me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Send one ear, not the other. I am forever grateful that I do not have to interact with humanity at work. So, <laughs> I know sometimes I hear the door open. I'm like, I really just hate people. Why am I in this? 
Uh, so what about you, Joey, man? How, how's your week? Well, it's, uh, it's been tiring. Um, I think going back to maybe a week or two before I went to see Weezer with my daughter, my life has been so busy and so planned out that it's like, get, all right, so I have to be to work at 10 p.m. So I know if I take a nap from 7 to 8.55, I can get up, get ready, and get to work for time for 10 o'clock, work from to 10 p.m. until 6.30 a.m. I get home by 7 o'clock. I can be in bed and asleep by 7.30. Then if I wake up at 3, then I can go do this errand that I have to do and then this and that. And, and I work at my second job and then, you know, recording all these different podcasts. And then it's just, I'm so tired. <laughs> so ragged. But I did uh, actually go and do something again, which was fun. I actually left the house again. Uh, so I did take my daughter to see Weezer a few weeks ago. Right. So that was her big thing that we did together but that was just me and her so for uh, my, my son and i we went down to foxborough massachusetts and uh, went to patriot place which is the whole complex area around gillette stadium where the patriots play and you know the new england patriots the greatest team in the history of football <laughs> um and so you know they have the Patriots Hall of Fame there, the pro shop. They have all sorts of restaurants and stores and other stuff. So we went to the Hall of Fame, which was amazing. I'd already been before, but they've uh, they've rejigged a lot of it. Yeah. And it was obviously Colin's first time going. Um, it's, it's freaking awesome. When you go there, like the first thing you do to enter is you walk through a tunnel that is made to look like the tunnel they run out of at the home <laughs> games right. when they introduce the team. And they have like crowd noise pumping in it and crazy trains playing so that's the song they enter to and they have like uh like tom brady yelling about teamwork <laughs> in the tunnel like you're in the tunnel with the team running out in the field when you enter the hall of fame it's freaking amazing and then we watched a 20 minute movie about the history of the patriots and i was crying oh my god and then um <laughs> And then they have all these sorts of cool exhibits like, you know, uh, interactive thing where you try to intercept the ball like in the Super Bowl or try to kick a field goal like in the snow game. Like, it's just really cool. It's really cool. It's, I mean, obviously you have to like football and like the Patriots, but it was a blast. We had a blast. Then we went to Bass Pro Shops across the street, which is uh, it's like a superstore. It's like the size of like two Walmarts put together. That's Jesus. all like outdoor stuff. And they have like an aquarium and like all sorts of crazy shit there. So we checked that out and. And we ate food and we drove home. So it was a long day and I'm tired and now I'm here and ready to rock and roll. What did Colin think of the Patriot building? Oh, uh, we, he, we, he loved it. He thought it was awesome. We had a great time. Now he wants to go to a game. Yeah, of course. Of course he does. <laughs> Which is fine. I'm, I'm super happy that he's into football now. Uh, started last season. He started getting into football and watching it with me throughout the season. And by the end of the season, he was completely engrossed and in and knows everything about it now. But it's just, it's it's so hard to, to get tickets and they're ridiculously expensive. Mm -hmm. So you know, when they were terrible, I used to go every year at my dad because there would be like 5000 people. There. <laughs> <laughs> There's like no one there. They were god awful. No, they used to call my dad every year and, and ask him if he might think about buying season tickets. Now there's a 30-year waiting list just for the chance <laughs> to buy season tickets. And I'm not exaggerating. Holy shit. <laughs> Right. So and you have to pay every year to be on that to stay on that list. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. So um, I don't know. We'll see. We might try to go to preseason game next year or uh, they do training camp and you can go watch them practice. Yeah. It's free. So we might try and do that. But 
We'll see. We'll, we'll, I'll make it happen. Um, for the kids, I'll make it happen. Yeah, see, that's why they invented like PlayStation VR, so you can just strap on those VR goggles and puts you right there in it's the middle the of the... No, it's not the same? I don't know. No. Yeah, you, already, you already got the noise in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be at a game with my son. I want it to be late in the, in the season, so it's cold out, nasty, and and we can cheer and scream and yell, but I don't know if my bank account allows that. So Yeah. But that was that. So, uh, you know, with all that being said, Mark Ellis, why don't you explain to all the listeners out there where they can hear and find more Soul Wizard Podcasts? All right. So everybody can go to SoulWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll find movie reviews from yours truly, uh, Netflix picks from and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. You can purchase some of our T-shirts and look good while you're representing the show. Um, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Uh, click on a big A, do your shopping and receive your products, and you will be helping out the show. You can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, and you can also stream us through my favorite way of listening to podcasts, Spotify. Uh, you can find our show along with some other fantastic podcasts on the nerdpodcastmafia.com website. Shout out to all of the guys and girls in the Nerd Podcast Mafia. Uh, this week's K-pop jam is Forever Young by Blackpink. Back to you Joey. Take it or leave it, losers. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's jump feet first to all the nerdy news from this week. Mark Ellis, what have you brought for us today? Yo, pump it up! It's time for the news. All right, so this week in Nerdy News, I'm just going to start it off with the big one, the big story. We were wondering before about what they were going to do regarding Princess Leia in Episode 9, and now we have our answer. J.J. Abrams will be using unused footage from Episode 7 to bring Carrie Fisher back to the beloved franchise for Episode 9. Um, I think this is a fantastic idea. It's so much better than them creating a CG character or recasting her, uh, getting another actress to play her. I think using unused footage uh, is for uh, a movie that came out not too long ago is a great idea. And JJ would have all of that because he shot episode seven. I'm psyched for this. I can't believe that this is actually happening. What do you think about Carrie Fisher unused footage coming back into Star Wars? Uh, let's start with Aubrey. I don't know. I I feel like they should have done better and just, you know, let her go. So, as, as much as I love Carrie Fisher, I feel like there's a time. And I feel like she would just want them to be like, I feel like she's up there going, what the fuck? Let me die. So you don't want Princess Leia back in this one at all? I mean, unless no. Carrie Fisher could, could bring her back. Yeah. Okay. I, th I think it's stupid. All right. All right, Joey, what about you? Oh, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I don't, it's, it's, uh, excuse me, it's kind of weird. I'm, I'm nervous about what this means for the story. Obviously, at this point, they're not going to be able to tell whatever story they were 
planning on telling for episode nine. They just they don't have Carrie Fisher to shoot <laughs> scenes. So right. um, what do they have that's on the cutting room floor? Like what what kind of footage do they have that they can make a coherent story out of? That's the only thing that makes me nervous. Um, hopefully we'll also get some shots of her from with a like double from behind or something if they need to insert her into a scene or or hopefully not like horrendous CGI. It just uh, reminds me of if you ever um, are familiar with uh, Ed Wood's Plan 9 from Outer Space. <laughs> Have you ever seen that, Mark? Yeah, a long time ago I saw it. So he filmed like, I don't know, like a minute of footage with Bela Lugosi, who then died. Right. <laughs> so that footage is used all the time, even when it doesn't make sense. And they <laughs> put some guy to play Bela Lugosi, who is taller than him and doesn't look anything like him and just walks around with his face covered by his cape the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing but hopefully we won't get that level of bad um i'm just i'm curious to see what they're gonna do like i said i just i just don't know what the hell do they have on the cutting room floor that they can make a movie out of well it's kind of scary she's probably not gonna be in it for a lot they probably just need her to deliver you know a line at the beginning and a line at the end and um, like i was saying before if they put the blue tint on her and give her like that video quality from you know help me obi-wan you're my own my only hope if they can just make her like a hologram project projection, I'll be fine with that. You know, put her in the beginning, put her at the end, have Ray and Finn and Poe have their adventure through the middle of it. I'm totally okay with that. We'll see. And Aubrey, Carrie Fisher was actually, she was tickled pink about the digital version of her for Rogue One. So she thought using footage of her was kind of cool. So I don't know. She, I, I don't know how she would feel about using a, about the unused footage, but she was a fan of their, you know, their steps of bringing characters back into the screen. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm iffy about it. Well, we'll see. We'll get new. We'll get. They new should have redid the end of Last Jedi or something and had her sacrifice herself with the hyperspace jump or something just to, uh, you know, just get get her out of the way. <laughs> as bad <laughs> as that sounds, because now they're kind of in a corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, that, that's that's one way. But this is what we got. People are going to be pissed anyway, so you know. I say just get ready for it. Get ready for the onslaught of nerd rage. It's the internet. People are always pissed. All right. So then, in other news, uh, a big movie that I was excited for uh, that was coming out this year, Mowgli, based on the Jungle Book, a live action version of it by directed by Andy Serkis, is coming into theaters October nineteenth. But now it is not. Now it's going straight to Netflix in a traditional or in a, a new way of putting these big movies out. In some ways, this is good. They don't have to worry about money spent on 3D. Uh, and the, the movie is darker, so they don't have to kind of tone it down a little bit for the kids. They can make it as dark as they want to. I think this is kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of shitty that they per- they've been promoting this movie forever. And the first place we're going to see it is on Netflix. But at least it's coming out. Uh, Joey, are you disappointed that you're not going to get to see Mowgli on the big screen? No, I wasn't going to see it on the big screen anyway. So I thought the one trailer I saw for it looked awful. Yeah, it, the only thing is it, it, they just did the Jungle Book like not that long ago. We've already seen this movie uh, and you, they've done it before, like 20 years ago with uh, Jason Scott Lee as, as a adult Mowgli. So. <laughs> And they had a Disney movie, and I think there were spinoffs of it. And wasn't there, uh, didn't they have a cartoon, too? Was that Tailspin? Yeah, that's right. I'm trying to remember if that's the one that was Jungle Book. 
Yeah, Blue was a pilot. So yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, Tailspin. So um, I, I wasn't planning on seeing this no matter what. So I guess now I'll watch it. So that's that's kind of the upside, at least, is like now you have people like me. Like maybe there was a group of people that were excited about it, like Mark. But, you know, there's probably a larger group of us that weren't interested. But now it's free. It's on Netflix. Uh, I'll watch it. Whatever. <laughs> it's a lot. They'll get a lot more eyes on it. I'm sure a lot more people watch Cloverfield uh, 3 than would have gone to see it in the movie theater because it went to Netflix. So. That's true. It's very true. It's very true. Aubrey, what about you? Did you see the original Jungle Book when it came well not the original one but the one that the live action one that came out a few years ago I did um, and it was good uh, I didn't know that Mowgli was going to actually I think we talked about Mowgli once um, but I saw a poster for it the other day at the movie theater and then it was like the same day you told me that it was not even going to be in the theater so that was funny <laughs> right so those posters are like collector's items now they grab one they must be yeah so is, now that it's going to be on Netflix, does that interest you a little bit more to watch it? No, not really. No, damn. <laughs> Can't win. You're all alone on an island there with Mowgli uh, by yourself. That's all right. That's okay. Andy Serkis is uh, a great actor, a great motion capture performer. Uh, the fact that he made this movie so long ago, he's already put out his second movie. And it's already out. <laughs> and this is still the first one. This one still hasn't come out yet. Uh, he, and, you know, he was awesome in Black Panther, so... He gets a pass. I'm ready for it. Oh, no, I love Andy Serkis. He's just fucking great work. And it's kind of interest would be interesting to see what he wanted to do with this movie. But I wasn't going to pay like $10 to go see it. And now you would have had to pay $10 because movie pass is asked out. I know. God damn it. Movie pass. Get your shit together. All right. So, uh, Joey, you are a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about this uh, other news that came out of uh, San Diego Comic-Con. They are rebooting or remaking, they haven't quite clarified it yet, Buffy. Uh, Buffy is coming back. Joss Whedon will be executive producing, uh, but there will be another showrunner. So my question, Joey, is do you want to see a completely rebooted Buffy or do you want to see a continuation uh, with the possible chance of Sarah Michelle Gellar coming back? Um... <sighs> This is a loaded question, isn't it? Because yes. it's also there talking about how it's going to be like the Burger King Kids Club. Right. They're like emphasizing diversity. Well, they, um, you know, the original show that f- the foundation of the Scooby gang is kind of like that. Yeah, no, it's fine. It, it's just funny. Like that was that, that was the selling point in the articles was oh, it's going to be diversity. <laughs> right. Not that it's going to be a cool show or anything. <laughs> so that was interesting. But um I don't, I don't know what I want. Again, this is one of the things like I would love for there to be a new Buffy the Vampire Slayer series. Um, the original and Angel are freaking awesome. I love them both. I own the fucking Buffy. It's like a $250 DVD set that came with like Josh Whedon's autograph. Jesus. Um, so, yeah. And this was that was pre streaming, Mark. So there really was no other way to, <laughs> to watch it. But I, yeah, I loved that show and it was great. I don't want I don't really want to see the actors from the original come back and be all old. Mm-hmm. Um, Willow has aged pretty well though, I would say, but, and so has uh, Buffy, but you know, I don't need to see like re fresh out of rehab, uh, Xander stumbling around on the set. Hey, he's trying like hot mess. He's trying looking like a hot mess. You know, who, you know, who, you know, who aged really well is Cordelia. Dude, she's almost 50. She's freaking hot as hell. Ridiculous. Still. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. 
Anyway, um, so I don't really need to see every character from the original. I mean, even if they just had Giles come back and be training a new generation of Slayers, that's fine. Or just do a complete restart with all like the same characters or even just have, you know, a watcher and a girl named Buffy. And it doesn't matter if she's black, white, Asian, trans, whatever. Right. Um, just to try to make it be it's all in the set in the same universe. And there also happens to be an African-American girl named Buffy. (laughs) 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 Like, Come on. That's ridiculous. So I don't know what I want from this show, but I just don't want it to be terrible. And I want them to pick a direction and just stop listening to the outrage of fans online in both directions and just go with it. You do a full reboot, do it kind of have some of the old characters back, but not all of them. Fine. Just pick one and stick to it. Please don't have a wishy-washy mishmash because that's how you get Ghostbusters 2016. Oh, oh, geez. But I'll tell you what I don't want is it to come back, be terrible, and last half a season. And that's the end of Buffy as a franchise. That could happen. That could happen. But I think Josh Whedon has enough cred now that they're going to at least give him two seasons. I mean, Dollhouse was on for three seasons, I think. No, Dollhouse didn't even last a year. Are you kidding me? No, it, it definitely lasted more than a season. Because I remember, by, yeah. I remember seeing yeah. both sets, season one and season two, and I'm like, That's... "Oh, there are two seasons." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to have season one. Used to. <laughs> All right. So, Aubrey, what about you? Are you excited, or uh, is this something that might be interesting to you? A new Buffy show coming back? No, I don't care. Not at all. Not even a little bit. No, nope, doesn't even tickle my fancy. Oh. Even a little bit. Did I... you ever watch the uh, watch Buffy before? Nope. Oh, that explains no. it. It's on my list of things to do, Aubrey, but it never gets done. What what '90s show can we bring back for you that you would want to watch? Boy Meets World. Honestly, nothing. I don't. I don't want to see a remake of anything. Oh, that's I want right. to see originality. The the although my main show in the '90s was Friends, Ugh. but I don't want to see it be remade. <laughs> I think it's a classic on its own. I want them to stop remaking everything. Stop it before I make one of those stupid online petitions. I'll sign your life's stop a joke. Madness. You're broke. Your love life's DOA. Is that what's going on? <laughs> it's like, stop the madness. I don't know, Mark. I'm going to tell you what, what you say when uh, Aubrey hasn't watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> you just made the list! So, Aubrey, whatever petition you sign, I will... I will sign it for you because I will be there for you. Thank you. I appreciate you and <laughs> in, in you supporting me and my endeavors. All right. So then uh, one, uh, two other quick things. Uh, I don't think we talked about this either. The uh, CW is doing their shows. They have the Flash, Arrow, Black Lightning. Uh, they were talking about before how they're going to do an event with Batwoman and then they uh, announced that they're going to be spinning her off into her own TV show, a Batwoman TV show. Now, I'm not familiar with this character at all. I know Batgirl. I don't know any of the history of Batwoman at all. Is this a show that I should be excited for, Aubrey? You know, I kind of like Batwoman. If it's executed properly, then cool. However, seeing how DC is handling everything else, I don't want to fucking see it. Well, this is trash. This is going to be on a, the CW networks, like Flash and Arrow. I don't care. Those are like teen shows. 
just full of drama and people that we haven't even seen ever. I don't <laughs> All right, Joey, what about you? I know you had your uh, hangups on uh, Supergirl, but this is a, another <laughs> female superhero being brought to the CW universe. Should I be excited for a Batwoman TV show? Um, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I'm kind of CW'd out with really? uh, these shows. Uh, I fell off because of my work schedule, so I haven't really seen any of this last season of any of the shows. I've been slowly working through Legends of Tomorrow on Netflix when I get some extra time, which lately hasn't been any. Um, but I still haven't watched The Flash or Arrow, but they certainly were... Let me how they say they certainly were flailing, I guess. Okay. Towards the end of the last seasons that I did see. Um everything was Savitar on the Flash was kinda ended with a wet fart and arrow has had some problems. So yeah, I dropped Supergirl like halfway through season two. I couldn't take it anymore. It was so boring and awful. But yeah, I mean Batwoman's a cool character and uh it would be interesting to see what they're due, but I mean, is it really gonna be anything new? Like so it's we're gonna have yet another DC CW show of a superhero in a city where it's raining and dark all the time. It just sounds like Arrow, but with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Arrow's been on for seven seasons, so yeah, why not? I I, I don't know if I would be excited based on the character, and you know they do have a track record of of good to decent shows. So you know Black Lightning was really good of what I watched of it, but again, still far behind. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, how many series can we take at this point? There, well, how many do they have now? One, two, three, four. They have five yeah, DC five comic now. shows. Yeah. Uh, so now we're adding a sixth show. Yep. Oh God. So I don't know. It seems like a lot that if, if the pilot's cool and it grabs me, I'll probably stick with it. But you really have to thrill me in the first, uh, like half of the first episode or I'm probably going to be out. Oh geez. <laughs> You're not giving it much, much time at all. My time is precious, and there's a lot of stuff to watch. I just want her to walk up to the camera and say, fuck Batman. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> I just want it to be popular so the value of my uh, first appearances of Batwoman <laughs> comics go up. There you go. There you go. There, there's a silver lining right there. You should be rooting for the show to succeed. All right. And then uh, speaking of Batman, they are releasing Batman the Animated Series on Blu-ray the entire series, including Mask of the Phantasm and uh, Sub-Zero, the Mr. Freeze movie, uh, which I think is amazing. is a fantastic cartoon. Having them all on Blu-ray is going to look really nice in my collection. Uh, Aubrey, I know you're a Batman fan. Is this something you think you might purchase? You know, it's difficult to get me to purchase a single thing already. So probably not. But it's, it's all of the episodes all together in one nice package. Yeah, but to get me to spend money on anything is, like, way too difficult. Okay, I understand. Mark, stop trying to spend my money. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, it's tough. All right, Joey, what about you? Is this something that uh, could line the uh, the, the Carlo DVD shelf? Uh, Probably not. No? What? <laughs> Just from the cost. It's, it has nothing to do with the show. It's an awesome cartoon, and the movies are awesome. Like Mask of the Phantasm, probably up until Dark Knight came out, that was the best Batman movie. Amen, amen. But uh, I just I can't justify the cost. I don't think I would if it was if it's on a streaming service that I already pay for, not one that I have to sign up for. <laughs> I would watch it, but 
you know, and once these are out on Blu-ray, then the internet will provide an oh, HD if I need it. <laughs> that is true. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's hard to, to buy. I used to buy a lot of seasons of TV shows on DVD mm-hmm. when you didn't, there was no Netflix or even when like Netflix didn't have a lot of stuff. Right. You know, I had seasons of Dexter and the shield and obviously the Buffy box set and all that stuff. But now I don't buy any of that stuff because <laughs> it's all streaming. So, you know, they're, they're bringing out my favorite uh, TV show of all time. The shield. Michael Chiklis is coming out on a Blu-ray box set and all the episodes are now remastered in HD. Mm-hmm. And it's all these extras. It looks fucking fantastic. And the manufacturer suggests retail price is like $250. So oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't like it that much. I don't really like anything that much. Yeah, that's that's kind of a lot. It's kind of a lot. Yeah, see, the, the thing I find with streaming is that, like, there's shows that I, I have already bought on DVD. But, you know, it's like, oh, man, do I really feel like getting up and going to the DVDs and get in when I can just watch it. Uh, water already streaming and then i stream it and they come with you know if you watch it on hulu it comes with commercials next thing you know i'm you know buying subway because i've seen eighteen thousand subway commercials just trying to watch my tv show i am so lazy that at times i'll be laying on the couch and i'm like oh i'm gonna watch something but it's downstairs with my dvds and blu-rays right and i'll just torrent it (laughs) (laughs) on my laptop and then stream it to the TV so I don't have to get up and go get the disc. That's fantastic. We are living in the Wally world. We are that we are this close away That's from great. it. Thank you. Thank you, Internet. <laughs> Thank you, technology. So, yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to buy it either, but uh, I do like the thought of having all of those uh, animated shows all together. It's pretty dope. I think it's pretty dope. And I already have Mask of the Phantasm on Blu-ray, so... You know, um, see the price for it and be like, fuck that, man. (laughs) Probably. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I have for the news. Awesome. So I guess we'll jump into our main event of the evening the new Hulu television series, Castle Rock, uh, based on the works of Stephen King that came out last week. They dropped three episodes and... We all had a chance to watch them and talk a little bit about it, what we thought, and if we want to keep watching it, and what you should look for when watching it as well. So we'll start off without spoilers, so we're not going to spoil anything yet. If you haven't watched it, um, just what did you think of the show, uh, Mark? You know, it's kind of a slow burn. <laughs> it's interesting. I, I think it would be a lot more enjoyable if you're like a really big Stephen King fan. Uh, I haven't read any Stephen King books at all. I've just seen the movies, a few, you know, most of the movies. So I'm kind of looking at this kind of cold, uh, but it is a, it is a slow burn. I am interested. There's not as many scares as I thought it was going to be, but it's definitely interesting. All right. Aubrey, what'd you think? I don't know. (laughs) Kind of blah. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. All right. I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Mark. I, you know, I've I don't read a lot of Stephen King books. I'm not huge into Stephen King. I love the Dark Tower. Um, unfortunately, the movie was horrendous, but that was really the only Stephen King books I've read. I think I read it when I was in like sixth grade, um, yeah. but that's about it. So, you know, a bunch of Easter eggs from Stephen King books don't really do anything for me. Right. And yeah, yeah. the first episode is really slow and it's just like, 
what's happening? Is, any, is anything going to happen in the show? Like, this is boring. I almost felt boring. It wasn't boring, but it felt like, like, I don't know. It's very, very like glacial paced. Like, yeah. Oh my God. And, you know, going back to what I said about Batwoman, like, I almost feel like if you don't grab me in that first episode, I'm less inclined to keep watching. Um, especially in this era of peak television where there's a million things to watch. You know, you watch the first second episode of Cobra Kai, you're like, fuck, this rules. You watch the first episode of Stranger Things, you're like, oh, shit, this rules. Yep. And you watch the first episode of this, you're like, all right, I guess I could watch the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, if it's there, if I don't have to go downstairs and uh, <laughs> get a DVD of it, yeah, I guess I'll watch it. Well, Hulu streams to the television, so... <laughs> All right. Well, that's about all we can say about it without spoiling things. So Mark will play his spoiler sound drop, and then we will talk some spoilers about Castle Rock. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. All right, Mark. Spoil away. All right. So it starts off with... So here's the one thing that I did notice through all of the, the episodes that I watched. Three episodes in, and and I know it's it's supposed to be in Maine, and it's like you know New England, you know I I get that, but where are the black people? There's like the, the main m- character. Yeah, there's one. There's the main character, and then there's the main character when he was a little kid during flashbacks, and that's it. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is happening with this show? Like, all right, they're gonna go to a church. There's got to be some black people there, right? No, they're gonna go to a bar go to the town anywhere. I, I might have to rewatch it again, but I, I swear to God, three episodes in, I'm like, what the fuck is up with this town? Like where? Just give me one other black person. That's all I want. But maybe uh, Pennywise lives there, but he, instead of eating children, he eats black people. Um, there we go. I'm thinking there's some kind of, there's some kind of story to it. Cause I mean, it's, it's unsettling. It really is. At least it was, at least it was to me. I, I might be overreacting, but Three episodes in, I, that's when I started. That's when it really kicked in. And I'm like, wait a minute, something's not right here. Uh, <laughs> but it, it starts off with uh, a kid being found on a ice. Uh, the star of our show, Henry, is a little kid. Uh, he disappears. Uh, the town goes out looking for him, and they find him on the ice. And then it cuts to uh, the guy from Lost, Terry Terry O'Quinn, played John Locke. Locke. John- <laughs> right. <laughs> Evangeline Lilly. Uh, it cuts right. to it cuts to him. I guess he's the warden of the Shawshank prison, and he commits suicide. So that instantly opens up a whole can of worms. There's like a new uh, warden to come in to take over for him. The other guards at Shawshank wind up going into like this underground part of the prison that the warden had kind of locked away. They go down to investigate it and they find a body. There's something, there's someone that's been down in that prison, uh, the basement of the prison. Uh, and that delivers probably the very first really good jump scare of the entire show. Uh, Joey, what did you think about that whole prison scene? Um, it was all right. I, I didn't think it was that scary, but that's that's the main plot that is uh is interesting in the show is you know what is going on why is was this person being kept in a cage in the unused basement and what's the whole like point of that what's going on with that person i don't find any of the other like plots in the show even remotely interesting 
especially once in episode two, I think, or three, it starts shifting towards the girl that lived across the street from him. And now she's yeah. older yep. and she has to, t- she, I think she has the shining to be quite honest with you. If we're doing Stephen King stuff, she's some sort of psychic powers and she has to take, what is she taking Valium or Oxy or something to like blunt it? Yeah. Some, some kind of drug like that. I forget. Taking some kind of drug to blunt her psychic powers. Um, but like, I don't find her story interesting at all. Like I don't care about her at all. So like every time it's like spending 15, 20 minutes with this woman, I'm just like, can we get back to like the only interesting <laughs> part of the show? <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I'm just the opposite. I, uh, I love that actress. Like, and I didn't know she was going to be in the show. So as soon as I saw her, I'm like, that's it. You guys got me for the entire run of the show. Cause I absolutely love her. Yeah. I'm the, I, where you didn't like her story. I was super intrigued <laughs> by it because I love that actress. Aubrey, what did you think of some of the characters in the show? Did any of them, uh, I don't know, tickle your fancy at all? You know, honestly, I haven't read the books. Um, and I think that that's really important for like any Stephen King thing. Mm-hmm. Except I did watch Hearts in Atlantis. And <laughs> Holy shit, I, I liked about that. that a lot. Yeah, that that was an amazing movie. And I didn't read the book. So I think that like that one I could get away with. But lately, anything that I've watched of Stephen King, it's like you have to read the book to understand anything or else you're just completely lost. So therefore, I was completely lost and had no freaking clue what I was watching. <laughs> and it just annoyed me for the majority of it. Hearts in Atlantis does tie in a dark tower. Just, you know. Does it really? I mean, it was yeah. a really good movie. Now, and, Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's, I did read Stephen King's uh, book about writing, and that was pretty funny. But That, that doesn't was, count. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, that that's all I've done. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, but when John Locke killed himself at the beginning, yeah, when he looks over at that dog, did he have a like green shimmer to him for a second? Uh, I did not catch that. I didn't catch that. Because that would be an indication of the Tommy Knockers. Oh, really? But now I'm saying I don't know anything about Stephen King and I'm busting out the Easter eggs. But <laughs> That's right. that might be something to do with it later on. But, I mean, really, one of the things I did really like about the show in the kind of contributes to the fact that it's so slow paced is there is that just awful, like oppressive feeling of dread yeah. <laughs> the whole time. It, it just feels very just like everything is awful. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and uh, the reason why our hero of the show, Henry, comes to the town is because the guy that they pull out of the basement of the prison, uh, they ask him what his name is, and that's the name that he gives. He gives the name of Henry. Uh, And Henry happens to be a lawyer who helps uh, uh, people who are on death row. So, Joy, what did you think of the scene where, you know, he's trying to help the lady. She's on death row. They sentence her to death. They put her out. But then she comes back. She's still alive. Did that creep? That creeped the shit out of me. It was all right. It was a little creepy. <laughs> I don't know. I've I've watched so much shit in my life at this point that it's kind of hard to like freak me out. But that that was a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of uh, Sissy Spacek carry herself in this in a TV show? Oh, uh, who did she play? <laughs> she played his mom. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Um, yeah, she's fine. I guess. I don't know. They don't really reveal much about like. Like, I want more, obviously, we're only three episodes in, but I'd be interested in more of his backstory, like, what's going on, like, why was he adopted, what happened to his real parents, blah, 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 
But we don't get that because we have to keep cutting away to this woman who's psychic <laughs> that lived across the street and her boring ass story. I love that story. I love her going to the uh, to the uh, little kids, uh, whatever the fuck that was, trial to score drugs. What the fuck was, was that? <laughs> it's fucking bananas. It's fucking bananas. I love it. I don't understand what the hell that was. There's bananas. There's B-A-N-A-N-A-S. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, Aubrey, did you get a chance to see the prisoner guy? It's uh, Pennywise from from It, without the makeup, obviously. You know, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. What, Joey, what did you think about his character? Um, it, Again, that's the most interesting plot of the show to me. I really, actually, the thing I liked the most that was the creepiest to me was when the police officer was watching the CCTV footage. Yeah. And then it blinks, and now he's missing from the cell. Then it blinks, and he's walking down the hallway. I mean, that's a pretty common horror movie trope, but I just thought it was really well done and really creepy. Yeah, and there was, like, dead bodies all along, like, the the hallway. Like, every place where he was walking, he was just leaving dead bodies behind. Mm-hmm. So I thought it's, I, we, it's Yeah, and it's really weird. I actually thought the second episode where uh, – Terry O'Quinn's narrating yeah. a lot of backstory throughout the whole episode was almost a better pilot than the actual pilot for the show. Yeah. Cause that, that actually was a lot was actually really interesting too, that, you know, he's given a lot of backstory on the town and why he has in theory has this guy locked up in the basement and all that stuff. And it really kind of just set up what was going on and going to go forth throughout the season. And we didn't really get that in the opening episode. If this wasn't on Hulu, and I had to make any sort of effort to watch it. I don't know if I would have stuck with it after the first episode. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm very interested in, in Henry's story. So I, I definitely want to follow more, follow it along more and see what happens. I was kind of, uh, I agree with you. The the girl story isn't that interesting, but I have a feeling it's going to open up a little bit more because they, they put, they pepper like little funny characters around her. Uh, so I think that, once they get more involved, her story is her storyline is going to get a lot more interesting. I hope so because it appears like it's going to be a pretty major part of the season. So yep, can't be worse. All right. So is is this a show that you think you want to continue watching, Aubrey? Um, and honestly, I probably won't. No, you think you're going to bow out? Or like you, you want to give it like one more episode, maybe? Uh, maybe, but I'm so damn lazy <laughs> that. I can barely watch one episode. Uh, it's fine. I love you, Aubrey. You're the best. I love you too. <laughs> All right, Joey, what about you, dude? Are you going to keep on watching? I know you're not too psyched about this chick storyline, but. Um, you know, here's a couple things with it. Hulu does this annoying ass thing where, you know, Netflix just says, okay, Stranger Things or Glow or Daredevil or whatever. It's all coming. Luke Cage. It's all coming out this day and the whole season drops. Right. Hulu doesn't do that for some reason. They dropped, I think, two episodes on uh, Friday or something. And then each Wednesday, another episode comes out. And it's just like, are you kidding me? I have to wait. And this is what they did. They had another Stephen King show where James Franco goes back in time. Right. And I watched like half of it. And then I just got sick of waiting a week and I just forgot about it. And then I never went back to finish it. So, um. I would love to keep watching this, but I don't know if I'm going to remember. And then by the time I do remember, I'm probably not going to put the effort in. <laughs> oh, man. I think uh, once the whole I'll wait for the whole season to be done and then I can binge it. 
That'll probably be what I do, too, honestly, is when the whole season is out, I'm going to binge it because that's what I do with everything else. Well, that is the way to go. That does seem to be like the common thing to do right now. But I think Hulu's trying to get back to that, you know, old school way of the TV show comes out this night and then the next day everybody talks about it. Everybody finds out what's going on. And then that's not how it works anymore. Like nowadays, it's like, okay, you know, Stranger Things drops on Friday at three in the morning, the whole season. And then you get five or six days nonstop of social media talking about people binging it. And then people talk about the whole season for a couple of weeks. And that's all the hype that you get for it. Like, it's not 1989 anymore. Like, I, yeah, that, that's true. But Game of Thrones doesn't binge. People don't binge Game of Thrones. And that show is still the hottest shit in the world. I binge Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is like one. That and maybe Walking Dead two or three years ago are like really the only TV shows <laughs> Are not live sports that are like that now. Right. So. Right. Well, Hulu is, I mean, not to not to be like the lawyer for Hulu, but, you know, they're trying to keep some of that tradition alive. And this show, I don't know if this show is going to be the one to do it. Obviously, the uh, the other James Franco one didn't quite work. And uh, I'll be honest, watching Runaways uh, that way was a little pain in the ass a little bit, but it did give me something to look forward to every week. I'll, I'll give them that. So maybe this will be the show that does it. Every week they'll unravel the mystery a little bit more and it'll be like Lost, you know, where people want to tune in that night. And, and then the, so it's going to be like Lost is going to have a really shitty ending. <laughs> well, they, they probably have a better idea of where they're going to end it than uh, the people at Lost, probably. I hope so. We can't wait for the truck from Maximum Overdrive to show up. <laughs> Hello, kids. I'm the truck from Maximum Overdrive. Hey, kids, remember Maximum Overdrive with Emilio Estevez? It's back. <laughs> I bet they could get Emilio Estevez pretty cheap. Yeah, right? The fuck was that movie where that guy and his mom were cats and they, like, are sleeping together and then they kill people? Was it Sleepwalkers? Oh, I think. It's a really bad Stephen King movie. Yeah, I think that might be. I was going to say Cat's Eye. No, Cat's Eye was different. It's a Drew Barrymore, right? <laughs> All right. Well, I hope Sleepwalkers shows up at some point. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the show. I want to see if another black person shows up. So they <laughs> they, are, they automatically got my got me hooked in there every week. So it's an interesting take. But all right. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's kind of a meh for me and Aubrey. And uh, what do what you kind of thumbs up from you, Mark? Yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up, mainly because of Melanie Linsky, who plays a uh, that girl that lived across the street from him. I love her so much. So I'm definitely going to watch the show for her. Oh, awesome. and uh, well, and, and uh, it's written by Mark Bernardin from uh, Fat Man on Batman fame. I follow Mark Bernardin too everywhere. So that's two strikes or two, two reasons positive. why I'm, yeah, two positive things why I'm going to be stuck with the show. J.J. Abram comes at a distant third. <laughs> and it was filmed in Massachusetts. So Oh, yeah. There you go. Live on location in Pittsfield. They didn't have to <laughs> use special effects on the monsters or anything. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it was not filmed in Pittsfield. All right. So <laughs> that's uh, that's a little bit of discussion on Castle Rock. Let's go and see. Excuse me. Let's go and see if we have any recommendations for the listeners out there this week. Aubrey, what do you got for us? Uh, stay in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been my recommendation for like three, four weeks now. Kids, stay in school. It's 2018. You can't get anywhere without a degree. <laughs> All right. What about you, Mark? 
Uh, yeah, so there's a few things I wanted to recommend. Uh, I put up a couple of new movie reviews on a website, so check those out. Mission Impossible, Fallout, which was excellent, and Teen Titans Go to the movies, which was really funny. I was also a guest on So I Married a Movie Geek podcast. Uh, we uh, recorded that a, a couple of weeks ago. Me and uh, Beat Him Down from Colt 45 and Montego from Fans on Patrol. And Fuzzy from Who Spiked the Puns podcast. Uh, we did a movie draft, uh, kind of like a, a fantasy, a sports fantasy uh, draft, but we did it with Tom Cruise movies. And uh, I think it can, I think I, I held my own pretty well going up against those guys. So uh, check that out. It's called So I Married a Movie Geek. It's available now uh, and show them some support. And also this week, Avengers Infinity War comes out on digital. So if you haven't seen it, watch it. Best movie of the year. Awesome. Well, I will recommend that everyone go to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week and links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page, aforementioned movie reviews and Netflix and other streaming device picks from Adam and Markellis every week and so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. You can find us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about any podcatching app under the sun. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on any application you're using that allows it so you can help us be more visible to the masses out there. Um, I will uh, simply make a quick announcement. We found out this week that we have received press credentials for Fan Expo Boston, August 10th through the 12th, 2018, the Boston Convention Exhibition Center in beautiful Boston, Massachusetts, City of Champions. So me and Marcellus will be hitting that up, um, and we will be giving you as much content as we can cram into one day at a three-day convention. <laughs> so we'll definitely be there for that. And then the next week after that, we'll be heading out to Mohegan Sun, Uncasville, Connecticut, for Connecticut's number one Comic-Con, Terrific Con. That's the 17th through the 19th. So uh, definitely... Come see us if you're in the area. Either of those awesome shows. There's some great guests that are going to be in Boston, like comic creator John Byrne, who is a bit of a recluse. So we're going to try to attend his panel and see what's up with him. Uh, William Shatner's there. Uh, you know, a bunch of cool cosplayers like Jessica Nagiri. Maybe we'll wait in line for her. I'm interested to see what she smells like. And uh, you know, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, so my got, my nineties oh. my nineties crush Dee Dee will be there too. So I can uh, we, we can so. reunite. <laughs> so we'll have fan expo boston and then we'll have terrific con coming up so tons of coverage information on the way from those but that's gonna do it for this week episode 208 of the so wizard podcast i've been your host joey DiCarlo, my co-host the queen of all nerds aubrey litchfield so long citizens of the internet ciao and the expert mr marquis Marcellus reagan's Hey, I don't care if you hate Tom Cruise. Go see Mission Impossible Fallout. It's fucking Fuck dope. <laughs> Except for Aubrey. <laughs> Except for Aubrey. <laughs> Wakanda forever. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. You've been listening to episode 208 of the Soul Wizard podcast. We'll see you next week. Good journey. <laughs>